the circulars. Today we welcome Corentin Fivet, Professor of Architecture and Structural Design at EPFL. Corentin leads the Structural Exploration Lab, a lab that explores new ways of designing load-bearing systems out of the waste materials. You can find in description all the links to the projects we speak about. Hello, Corentin Fivet. Welcome to the Circulars. Thank you very much for the invitation. From where did you found this passion, if I can call it that way, the passion of finding new ways to reuse as much as possible the materials of a building? So when, when I arrived at EPFL, I started um, the, doing research with the, the Exploration Lab. It was uh, a bit more than five years ago. Uh, reuse was only emerging. Um, circular economy was a, a brand new term. And the, the reuse of load-bearing system, so load-bearing components for new structural applications was just something that uh, no one was uh, speaking about. And uh, myself, I, I came with a background um, on structural design and, and more specifically, um, my, my interest was in uh, finding ways to find the best geometry for a new structure. So what should be the best shape of a beam, of a column and, and of, a, of a truss? Um, in order to minimize the amount of material that, that is needed. Um, and that's um, a very needed question, but that's also a very old question. I just um, ask myself, okay, how, how can we really improve the sustainability of the, the construction uh, industry? And um, it made sense for me to tackle this question on, of um, reusing uh, structural components because um, it also, it's also a matter of geometry, it's also a matter of uh, structures, it's also a matter of um, what's the best shape of the entire system to give. And so we, we are not working at the material level, we are not working at the floor plan level, we are not sizing of the level of the, the, the beams, but really how to put them together and, and what's, uh, yeah, what should be the, the best way to avoid manufacturing new, new material. Okay, yeah, just to make it the most efficient form possible. Yeah, and by efficient, it's it's really minimizing the amount of material that is needed for a new construction. Thank you. What could be uh, the worst or the best material to construct a new building? Because, of course, concrete generates a lot of uh, energy to be made, a lot of CO2. So is there... Uh, better material for everything like wood or metal if it can be made because of course it depends yeah. of the kind of buildings um yeah so so i will disappoint you with that question so the, the question is what is the best material or is the the worst material and my um academic answer is that um, for any application there is a, a best material um so um I mean, you, you don't want to, to use concrete for a, a lightweight uh, construction um, on, a, on a boat. You don't want to, to, to use timber for, um, to, to, for, to, to build a swing pool, um, you know? So, so you, you have, um, for each application, you, you have um, um, a most appropriate material. And I, I believe that designers should be able to to choose the, the material um, really um, with, that, uh, with that purpose in mind and, and not the, the other way around. 
Now, um, that's the first part of the answer. Um, and the second part of the answer is that the best material is the one that is not produced and that is already um, made, already available. And so it can be concrete, it can be steel, it can be uh, timber, but if you can reuse um, uh, a product that um, is already there, then, then go ahead. And, um, and this, is, um, this is always better than producing, manufacturing, extracting the resources um, for a new material, whatever it is. Yeah. Quentin Fivet and his team at Structure Exploration Lab made a 10-foot pedestrian bridge made out of reinforced concrete slab from a building that had to be destroyed, cut into large pieces and then assembled, and tensioned with cables to create a permanent structure. Could we then imagine apply this principle to a larger scale bridge? Yeah, yeah, definitely yes. Um, I mean, we, we took a lot of um, safety uh, and there are a lot of uh, big uh, safety factors uh, in uh, in the the footbridge that we designed. But we we can definitely follow the, the exact same approach to to build bigger bridges. Um, to build um, real um, buildings with floors and walls and, and columns and all that. So yeah, it's it's the first prototype to show that um, um, the the approach is is worth it. And, and now we are exploring more opportunities to extend the scope of application. Okay. So uh, and about reuse. So of course. It is better to reuse than recycle. And then, of course, it's less good to downcycle. But at what point can we say that we have to recycle? <laughs> and at what point we have to downcycle? To, and it is just the best way because there is no other way. So first, you want to keep things in place. You don't want to, to reuse the, the pieces. You want to... To maintain the, the building as it is without um, um, upgrading it, without uh, transforming it, without renovating it. So just you, you want to keep it as it is. That's the first thing that we, we should do. We should um, avoid any construction, transformation and demolition uh, activity. That's the, the first strategy. Then um, we, if this is not possible anymore because I mean, there are yeah, economic, social pressures, uh, applied onto that building or the, the infrastructure even, even if it's a road, it's the same principle, then we, we should allow ourselves to uh, renovate um, the building, transforming it um, in the least we, we could. And then again, once this is done, we have to keep it in place as it is without touching it as long as we can. And only when um, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense to, to renovate or transform the building, um, or to, um, yeah, to, to, to change the buildings, then we can start um, um, thinking about um, uh, this, uh, cutting or dismantling the, the load-bearing system. Um, but I, I'm, I'm here focusing on load-bearing system, but if you want to reuse um, windows and, and you, from the renovation process, you also have uh, old windows, those windows, you have to reuse them. Um, and so you you need that's that's the, the third or second or third strategy is um, what whatever comes out of the transformation process um, you you want to uh, reuse um, the uh, them into pieces that are useful 
So fully functional pieces. If it's a window, you want to reuse it as a window. If it's a beam, you want to reuse it as, as a beam uh, and so on. Um, the, the reuse will be a bit downcycled because you, you, will not, you may not be able to achieve the, the same uh, high performance as, as, you had, um, as you could have at the time of construction of that component. Um, sometimes you could uh, achieve even more performance, but not always. And so there will be a, 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 a little bit of downcycling, but still you want to reuse it, the, reuse the products without transforming them. And then only once um, you cannot reuse them um, anymore, the products there or um, somewhere else in the area or sometimes even far away, um, then um, you could allow yourself reprocess the material. And so that's what we call recycling. Um, so allow yourself to crush concrete, shred <laughs> timber and, and metal steel. Um, in order to uh, create and manufacture new materials. So new concrete with recycled aggregates, uh, new um, steel with recycled content and, and so on. Okay, so uh, for you, what should we do in the future? Should we standardize to make the construction more efficient? Or should we put norms for new construction to have a percentage of reusability or that it should last for a longer period of time? That should it should hold uh, well? Yeah, yeah. Um, so really the first thing we should do, um, the, the best strategy is to try to avoid constructing and demolishing. I'm repeating myself here, but it's, it's really the first thing. I mean, the um, climate change is, is happening already. We don't have to wait. It's not something that we we, sh we are speaking about in the future. It's already now. And even if we cut all our uh, greenhouse gas emissions uh, to zero today in worldwide, um, still we know that the, the glaciers will melt. We know that we will have catastrophic changes in the, in the, the climate on, on Earth. Um, and because of the inertia of the, of the Earth. So we, we already know that it's too late. Um, and so really, um, before uh, putting norms to um, see how we could better construct, so through standardization or through more reuse, we should put norms to avoid um, avoidable constructions. So all superficial construction um, should be avoided. There are many office buildings that are um, um, demolished and, and then rebuilt because the company wanted uh, a brand new building, um, a more fancy, a fancier building. And there are many buildings that could have found needed activities were just turned down because of um, economic pressure, because um, I mean, land pressure as well. And, and we should have laws that um, that redistribute all that pressure over all buildings in order to maintain what is in place um, as long as we can. So that, that should be the, the first priority. And then to densify um, the, the buildings that, that we have, uh, expanding the, the number of um, square meters the, um, in, in, um, in housing. Uh, so we live in a more and more comfortable um, um, uh, apartment or house and um, and that's something that we, we can do that our children, grandchildren won't be able to do anymore. So um, is it really something that we can afford to do? Um, and instead, if, we, if there is a need for more population, should we have 
should we build new buildings or should we densify existing buildings and, and intensify the, the use of existing buildings? Um, so that's th this is the question to, to be asked. And then after that, if there is really a need for construction, then um, yes, uh, we should avoid um, um, manufacturing um, materials that lead to an increase of CO2 emissions or other greenhouse gas emissions. Um, that's, uh, um, and, and there are uh, many materials that we could use. Um, reused components are one of them, but not only, yeah. Okay, yeah, so at first we need to renovate old building. If we have really, it's really necessary to build a new one, then do it the best way possible. But at first try not to do it, yeah. Yeah, even the renovation, maybe renovations are not needed. So it's just insulation that should be well-placed and even insulation. I mean, if we know that the, 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 the temperature is about to, to warm up uh, in Switzerland in the next uh, decades, does it make sense to, you know, put all uh, insulation today? Or, I mean, what's, we, what we should do is to change the, the heating uh, systems. Uh, that's, that's something that we should do. So avoid uh, the use of gas, avoid the use of, uh, um, yeah, any non-sustainable uh, heating. The building 2226 is a great example of new sustainable architecture made by the office Baumschlager Eberle Architekten in Austria. What is really special is that it is an office building without any heater, cooler or ventilation system. Its name refers to the interior temperature, a constant 22 to 26. The temperature stability is achieved through double-skinned walls, almost 80 cm thick, and the restrained use of glass that creates a great amplitude and absorption of the difference of temperature between outside and inside. So what do you think about this architecture, this type of architecture? Should it be... Uh, the future of the construction if we have to build a new building should it be like this without any heater yes i mean um we, we yes i mean if, if we, we we should so um, in a way um it, it's using passive strategies to and passive and active strategies and in in the end, what um, on what should matter is is the the amount of greenhouse gas emissions that are related to the construction of the building, its maintenance, uh, the operation of the building, um, over a, a, if the full lifespan of the building that we expect to be, uh, I mean, as long as, as as possible. So this is what what matters, and and those um, those strategies, and especially those in in that in that building, they are. Uh, quite uh, effective, and they they allow and they avoid um, the use of plumbing that is not necessary, um, heating, cooling ducts that are not um, and really necessary. So, so its material is not needed, and at the same time, they are reducing greenhouse gas emissions both at the construction phase, but also uh, during the for the operation of the building. So, this is um, yeah, this is the way to go. Yeah. And for the more about economics, <laughs> there is, uh, of course, I think um, 
this is uh, what pushed us to this situation right now where there is a new construction like you said we destroy buildings to build a new one because just we want a better building more recent so what can we do now to push everyone to more Uh, use the old building, renovate, and not really make a new one? Yeah, uh, it's a very good question. <laughs> What can we do? The, the, the architects are um, creatives, uh, creative people, and they know how to show things that don't exist uh, yet. They know how to convince uh, clients about things that uh, clients didn't have in mind and uh, at first. And so that um, architects should use those skills in order to, to convince uh, clients um, and uh, investors that um, there is more value in keeping the existing stuff, whatever it is, the building or whatever, um, in place. Um, that's um, this, and it can be done by questioning call for, for, new, the, for new construction, questioning competitions, questioning results of competitions promoting um, uh, activities and experiments that show that, yes, there is an added value to keep things in mind and, 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 and really um, uh, communicating about um, exemplary practices. Uh, that's something else that you could do. We understood a few decades ago um, that smoking is bad for health. And, and since then, there has been a push to, to show on the, on the, on the cigarettes yeah. that mm. um, uh, smoking kills people and is, is very bad for the, for the health. And now we know as mm. well that uh, construction and um, buildings are bad for the earth, not for the health, but for, for the earth and um, are injurious. Why not putting a disclaimer um, as we have on the, on the cigarette packs, you know, as the same disclaimer showing, hey, um, mm. Um, yes, uh, you're the client, you are hiring me um, as an architect, but first disclaimer, please mm -hmm. know that um, constructing is injurious for years. Um, and, um, and then we, we move forward and mm -hmm. then we, we design the building and we, we answer to the, the, the request of the clients, but at least they know that what they are doing is maybe they should change yeah. the, the way they, they work. I mean, that would be a first step, uh, putting a disclaimer at, at the, the very beginning of every single conversation between the, the architect and its clients. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people underestimate like the, the CO2 emission from buildings because it's just, it stays here. It doesn't move. It's not like transport. So it's really, yeah, we don't think that is that much to produce new wall, new concrete. So, but there, it produces a lot. But the problem with uh, what you say is that I think it's a, a, pro a general problem with everything related also to climate change and all. It seems like everyone knows that the, the way we do it, it's not the proper yeah. way, but we still do it. <laughs> it's so how we can really like... Of course, um, what you say, say is really uh, important and we should do it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like have a disclaimer and all. Uh -huh. And perhaps it will change the mind of certain people, but how we can <laughs> like really uh, change, uh, we yeah. can't change the 
the the opinion of yeah. everyone. Of but course. the the, the <laughs> yeah. I mean the architects alone they won't be able to change anything. Uh, that's the thing. And, <laughs> yeah, and the architects already arrived too late mm -hmm. in the in the process in the decision mm -hmm. process that leads to the new construction of a mm -hmm. of a building. The the architects come at the very end almost. I mean the urban planners the um, um, so that is decision makers at um, at uh, the communal, uh, regional, cantonal levels, federal level, even sometimes, um, they already when um, they are the ones who make the very first decisions that will eventually lead to the construction of new buildings mm -hmm. um, yeah. and exactly. um, uh, building owners as as well. Um, mm -hmm. So indeed, um, many people have to be convinced. Um, the thing is that. Um, I mean, we, we live in a society um, where currently a lot of people make money um, by producing new, um, manufacturing new products. Mm. And they understand very well that um, it's not in the interest to, to, to stop that production. And they understand very well uh, how to communicate um, and, um, and about sustainability in a way that um, still um maintains their flow of production um and so um yes i mean it's not like um people don't mm -hmm. know and, and don't do anything and they when most of the time it's it's i mean the, the issue the main issue is that um the people who can make a change they know um that they should not make a change yeah exactly uh, and and they are very good at, at that mm -hmm. and they they have a, a lot of money to 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 go into that direction so um Yes, I mean, what to do? Um, um, we should keep trying and yeah, and, uh, and, and showing and and uh, I mean, change is possible. But I mean, sooner or later, um, it will be. It, I mean, it's already too late. But mm. sooner or later, it will be very too late. And and in a way, um, everyone is uh, responsible. Those who. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the problem is the economic system. We need to make money to to live to be, so yeah, that's. The... <laughs> but, but but there are other ways of making money. Um, I mean, you can make money. Uh, societies can exist without producing new um, new 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 materials, extracting resources, and 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 emitting CO two emissions. It's um, the the society can exist without that, and um, um, but it means that the. I mean, the, the, there is a shift of uh, the money will not be should not be where it is at the moment. That's that's the that's the thing. But um, we, we can make money uh, without producing new stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I had the question also about uh, Switzerland. Do you think we are more in advance or late compared to other countries in Europe or? Um, it's it's a very hard question, and I, I ask myself that question every day. So I I, I only know Switzerland since uh, five years, uh, a bit more than five years, and I don't know. On, on certain aspects, I have the feeling that um, Switzerland is, um, let's say, it's somehow somehow behind. Um, so the, the the population, the the, the general level of um, the population understanding its impact on the on the, the the climate and and what can be done and and the the society as a whole um, to use resource a safe way for the environment um, I, I have the feeling that um, this um, yeah that there is still a long way to to go 
Expo, but on the other aspects, I, I also have the feeling that Switzerland is moving fast uh, into the right direction. So I would say it's a bit behind, but it's moving fast. <laughs> That's, uh, but it, it maybe in, in two months from now, we'll have another opinion. It's, it's really... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't know. Okay, thank you. And what uh, would you tell young architects or architects in general? Um, to young architects, um, I mean, be be creative, um, hopeful, uh, despite uh, the crisis that we are facing, um, that we will be facing, that they will be facing. Um, so be hopeful, creative, and um, don't hesitate to... Uh, question everything that um, is fed to them, uh, all the information um, um, related to sustainability that they they can be fed to, and they should not uh, stop um, applying a critical mindset to that information. Um, because I mean, even even for for myself, um, what what you believe is sustainable uh, maybe is not sustainable anymore six months later. Uh, because you understand that there are other aspects, and it's very complex. And there is no one solution towards um, sustainability. There is no one path. There is no one definition of um, what sustainability is. It's very complex. Many diverging um, powers and and constraints and and uh, and objectives. And um, the architects, I mean, traditionally, the architects are well trained to navigate that complexity um, and find um, the design, that one a way that um, will lead towards a solution um, that is more sustainable than um, other solutions. Um, and so they, they should keep uh, that. Uh, and so it's, there, there is a need for um, this um, a profession who is able to, to navigate into this very complex world of construction, but even more into this very complex world of uh, sustainable construction and changing and evolving worlds. Yeah. So yeah, let's be optimistic and find joy, um, even if um, we understand that um, all the architecture that was produced Uh, or most of the architecture that was produced in the past decades is something that we and we should reinvent uh, what architecture means in the end yeah Yeah. so thank you very much for the time you gave me for this interview pleasure this episode was hosted and produced by Samuel Barbet The Circulars is a production of the Media and Design Lab based at the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology in Lausanne for more visit our website at ldm.epfl.ch.